that's when it came out of a clear blue sky. Oh, the dear good Lord's own sweet breath and his voice like an electric shock. I Welcome to Good Luck America, a politics and news podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Chet Wild. Hey, everybody. Except you. Welcome. You know who we're talking about. To Good Luck America. What is it? What's it's that? A politics and news podcast. It's a news and politics podcast. Both of those things, or only one of those things, you choose. Oh, man. Shark and by, farts. And by you, I mean me. And you really me. know how to keep a dumb bit going, don't you? What? It's 20 You're just saying the word shark farts, and it's it's so amusing to you. I didn't say hashtag shark farts. That would be starting a movement. No, that's not going to start a movement. How have you been since we recorded last week? Good, man. I had some tomato basil wheat thins that I finished off and put in your garbage, and that's all I've done all week. Those are pretty good. It's almost as if we only took five minutes in between episodes and recording the Republican nomination and the uh, the Democrat potential uh, nominated candidates back to back. Oh, is That's that what not we're a talking? Sentence. Is that what we're talking about this week? We're ranking the 2020 Democratic presidential candidates so far. So far, not on this list. Hillary Clinton. Let's just get that out of the way. We don't. Is you know, yeah. I guess we could have put her on the list. Yeah, that was the glaring omission to me. Well, uh, we can talk about her. You could have put her on the list. You you are a part of this podcast I, also. I prefer reading rather than writing. We know my strengths. and uh, Oh, our reading? Is reading one of your strengths? Our reading is one of my yeah. strengths. Yeah, are it? Yep. I can tell. So, yeah, this is kind of a continuation of last week's episode where we went through all the people who might run for president in 2020 if Trump doesn't win. And the nightmare scenario of Mike Pence maybe being our president for 10 years or so. Who knows? I literally, There was something I meant to bring up last episode, and I forgot. Uh, there is something, and, and, and I'm certainly not the first one to have this talking point. Uh, there's something to be said for the amount of Republicans that have flipped to Trump. And how quickly, once they do, they're like... They can go from a week ago being like, this guy's horrible, to being like, I support everything Trump says now. And like, Trump, being the mobster that he is, does he have a team of people that's going out and like getting dirt on all these fuckers? And then just like holds it over them, and then they got to be Trump supporters. I mean, I, that's what Russia does. So maybe. Maybe they've. Maybe Russia's him working well. for Trump or. No, or, come on. Yeah, either way, Trump's working under Russia, and Russia's feeding. Stuff not like to Trump, but the other people and just be like, you're all part of it. And you, you just get in too deep and they're all sucked in. It could be. It just think of how many Republican leaders, even in 2015, were like, absolutely no way Trump. If he did, he would never be the voice of this party. We would resist. Yeah. And the thing about this border wall government shutdown, it's been a week. So maybe it's resolved now. Let's hope. But when Republicans, when the Republican Senate is saying we are going to shoot this down. Unless it's something that our president wants. Well, you're no longer a fucking system of checks and balances. You don't report to the president. And I really hate how that's being uh, solidified more and more every day that the Republican Senate's basically like, we, we're the president's henchmen. We do his bidding. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a thing that could change, but we'll, we'll see. But for this week, we're talking about Dems, baby. Libtards. Woo! If Hillary Clinton ran. Do you see a world which she could beat Trump? No. Yeah, I don't either. Because, uh, I don't know, like, she beat Trump. I could see her get the popular vote, yes. Right, she beat Trump. It just, I don't think that's your best option at this point. No, I think it would be a bad idea for Democrats to run Hillary Clinton, for sure. I also, but that also, I think, speaks to the problem facing Democrats in 2020 is just how divided they are. Like, there are two very clear sides when it comes to Democrats. There's the right we need to fight extremism with extremism. Maybe extremism isn't the right word, but like more progressive. And then there's the uh, more so uh, moderate Democrats. Right. Centrists, as people have taken to calling them, which and I, I don't, don't even think is centrist. Like, but I also don't think I don't think extremism is the right way to put it when it comes to what uh, part of the the Democratic Party wants to run on. It's just it, 
some of the things they want to do would represent a radical shift in the way this country works, but that's probably that's not probably. That's because we need that radical shift. And shit that seemed radical 20 years ago is now fucking normal today. Like gay marriage and legalizing pot and certain right. states. And and the world didn't burn, the country didn't go to shit. Oh wait. You know what? Maybe they were right. The country has gone to shit. Yeah. It's because we legalized pot and game. Well, it's gone to shit because of what Republicans have done in, to, in response to changes like that. So it's not, it's not we need to make less progress. It's that people need to start being comfortable with change and progress. And a lot of people aren't. Yeah. A lot of people want things to stay exactly as they are. And the Republican Party is also, this fear, in Fox News, is this fear-mongering machine that makes people think, like, these changes are going to affect your life so dramatically. Like, if gay people get married, you're going to start getting fucked in the ass every day by some dude with it. I'm doing some... Yeah. I mean, I think we can move past that. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of... Like, we don't have to... Like, that's not real. I don't think that's really the argument we're facing in... 2020 it's not more towards immigration border security well i think democrats are especially i think they at least want to run on health care and medicare for all and things like that and that sounds like a good thing and it could very well be a good thing but it's going to be a tough sell to people and it's going to get labeled as socialism and things like that there's a lot of obstacles in that way that Democrats will have to overcome, but also just agreeing on who's going to run. Like we're already, already seeing people being like, if Biden's the nominee, I'm just not going to vote. And it's like, okay, that's your right. I would rather you not vote than be like, I'm going to vote for the other party in spite. Right. But also you need to fucking vote asshole. It's also sort of like voting for the other party out of spite and fine. That's your right as an American. It's you see where it got us in 2016. Like if you want four more years of that, then fucking do it. Like if that's if it's really that important, then fucking sit out and let's just see how the fucking country goes. Like maybe Trump will win. Maybe he won't. But, you know, like I I don't I don't see how the left is going to overcome. It's the whole thing of like I wanted strawberry ice cream and you're giving me vanilla ice cream so fuck you i'll eat a shit sandwich instead no just be okay that you be happy that you got ice cream right but i i can kind of see the point because it's also democrats being like we know what you want but fuck you well we're gonna give you what we want i think hillary's the ultimate version of that right uh, which is why you don't want her to run and i feel like if i've that i think that's gonna be the argument with joe biden too if Joe Biden ends up as the front runner, we'll talk about all the people who might run in a minute. But I could see that being the thing. If like that's already going around on Twitter, especially there, like there are a lot of people who are already saying like, not just Joe Biden. Like, well, I'm not going to vote for a white dude in general at all. And it's like, I mean, to each their own. That's not even. I'm I don't not... want to say it has to be a male or it has to be a white dude. There, if you want to look at it from a political, like statistical, we want to get the most votes. There are those people that voted for Trump because they'd rather vote for a white dude than whatever else. It's just a consideration. That's all. Yeah, I Paint mean, me is a fucking Nazi. It's it's uh, not it's not a thing that I don't know. I just I I feel like there needs to be a compromise of some sort that's not going to happen. What if Joe Biden started dating a black woman? Would that help? He's, isn't he married? I thought she'd... Uh, no. Why would that help? I thought he was divorced. What are you, what are I you don't know. talking about? He's running on a biracial marriage platform. Why would that fucking help? Would what's it that, hurt? Who's that going to... What's it going to... Would it... Would, you would think that's some people, people are not vote on? for him because of his interracial marriage? Or would some people vote for him because, hey, he's a white dude, but at least he's with uh, a person of color? This is the twenty twenty election. Why is this the thread we're on? This... <laughs> why? Why okay, is okay? This... So I'll I'll get back to more grounded reality if that's what you would like. the The difference between the Democratic Party saying, "Well, tough shit, you're getting Biden anyways," and "tough shit, you're getting Clinton anyways," is Biden is much more likable, I think, to the general public, and that like he was like the cool vice president, yeah. whereas. Hillary, whether it's because she's a woman or other reasons, it's probably a combination of things faced much more scrutiny from the general public. And I'm not saying it's fair. Right. But here's the thing. Name one woman whose name has been floated for possible Democrat nominee that 
dudes especially haven't been like, mm, no, there's this thing. Like, I would I would vote for Kamala Harris. Okay, and then you're going to get a significant portion of one Kamala Harris. I mean, we'll get into it, but she's got some some fucking some baggage that comes with her baggage to deal with. And I mean, she she might be a good candidate, but I don't. I feel like it needs to be a combination of something. Like I would vote for Kamala Harris, but. I just don't know. I don't know who the fuck like who's Democrats the person? Are can the Democrats for? and and I hesitate to say return to normalcy because there's certainly a lot of shit for two years ago that you know Obama wasn't perfect. There's no administration or time in the government's history have been perfect. Like, can you run on a return to normalcy? Like, let's cut down on the insanity platform. No, because it's not like the. I feel like the insanity is coming from the right. Mostly like there's a lot of division among Democrats right now, but I think it's just because people aren't sure like the the country's never been in this situation. We've and how never... much of that division is amplified by the media or people wanting to get clips well, amplified by articles? It's amplified by Twitter. Sure. Like Twitter is a place people like whether anyone wants to admit it or not, it's becoming as much of an echo chamber as Facebook was, where if sure. you're just engaging with people on Twitter, you feel like, well, this this is how everyone feels. Everyone feels the same Ooh, way I do. Block and unfollow everybody that thinks differently than you and because, only retweet and follow the people that feel the same as you. That's what happens. Because this tweet got 10,000 retweets. So obviously this is how the world feels. But that's the same reason Trump supporters have Trump rallies to go to because they need that feeling. They need that, oh, well, look at all, look at these 10,000 people who all agree with what I think. Twitter is Trump rallies for the left. And what I'm seeing more and more on uh, both sides, like looking at Yahoo, CNN, Fox News, um, stories where it's like this happened and twitter responded and then the whole quote-unquote news article is just twitter embeds of people that have like four favorites or seven replies it's, it's just right fucking anything to like make a story but who fucking that's not news right and i feel like i deleted twitter off my phone again and it feels fucking good i i feel like that's a problem right now where a lot of people are just feeling so energized by what's happening on Twitter. And it, it isn't necessarily going to translate to a nationwide thing. And I don't know if Democrats are ready to reckon with that, to where maybe the, the radical change that we obviously need, maybe it's not going to happen this election. Maybe we need to focus on getting this threat we have in place out of the way, even if it's a flawed candidate. Trump's a flawed candidate. Fucking Republicans managed to get behind him because they want to win. And right now, it feels like Democrats just want to fight. And we need to... I don't know what the solution is. That's not my place. I'm not fucking... Like, you should be able to run vote. campaigns, but I don't know. They, they need to come up with a candidate that is able to unite those two factions of the democratic party right now yeah and you should be able to vote in the senate or the house and not necessarily be in line with what the party vote's supposed to be without the press blowing up to like oh all this democrat infighting like people are supposed to be able to vote how they want like it shouldn't be always be news like on a small thing like oh this one democrat broke away and voted right fuck you you're making it worse the media in general continually makes things worse they do make things worse but I don't know that that's a narrative. Like, they they make things worse, but the media is such a broad yes. term. Like, it's not nearly as offensive or controversial, but it's like saying Muslims make things worse. Yeah, no, they don't. That's a, that is a very broad statement. You mean a very specific group of people is who you're referring to, and it's the same thing with the media. There the, are bad... The major news outlets don't necessarily serve the country that well. You're always going to need, if you're a business, to be able to drive clicks, get eyeballs on ads. Like, that's where the profit comes from. But there needs to be more driving. Uh, clicks and eyeballs need to not be such... Put it, number one, at the, at the cost of integrity and reporting so much else that's out there in the world like yeah i don't it's think it's a vicious cycle of like why do we keep talking about trump because trump is what people want to keep 
hearing, even if they don't want to hear, it's like what they're addicted to, what they, they need. But like Trump's also a huge distraction to like how much other news is going on in the world that we don't cover. Right. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Like the, the, I agree the media is part of the problem, but that's also not, I don't want to join in the, oh, the media is the enemy of the people. I'm just saying like enragement bait, all these fucking But in some, in some. It it ties into Twitter of just like. In some respects, that's, that's a thing we need to start self-policing. Like you can't, oh, why do I have to see all these headlines? You don't. Like it's the same argument people, like I wrote a thing about Kim Kardashian once and it was like a positive thing about Kim Kardashian. And like there were a bunch of comments where people were like, I don't like the way her voice sounds. Why the fuck do you know what her voice sounds like? I haven't heard Kim Kardashian talk in fucking years because I don't seek that shit out. Like you don't have to go to those articles. Like, oh, what does she? What does she do for a living? She gets you to come to those articles and comment. I'm on not. Them like I don't that. want to go down the 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 comedic debates of the Louis C.K. recent headlines. But he's a, he's a good example. Just that story is a good example of most of the people that I've seen write articles or tweet articles about Louis C.K. set are the same people that are saying we shouldn't. Louis C.K. shouldn't have a comeback. He shouldn't have a platform. He shouldn't be popular again. The only reason I know about him is because people are, I can't not see it in my Twitter feed. Right. Yeah, but I, at I, that I, point, it, you just be, don't go to Twitter. Like, that's what like, I no matter, right Like, I got, no matter what, like, asking, uh, counting on Twitter and Facebook to make being on Twitter and Facebook a more pleasing experience mm-hmm. For you personally, and by you personally, I mean every individual person listening to this, that's just fucking unrealistic. Like, you need to reckon with the fact that those are flawed platforms that are always going to be ripe for abuse, or we just fucking get rid of them. Like, we were fine before Twitter and Facebook, and we'll be fine without them. And I I was, when I took that month off in August, like, I was genuinely in a better mental state, and I noticed, like... Social oh, media really? wearing down on me. Yeah. So why? Because because a social media they, platform that feeds you headlines meant that. to trigger your emotions yeah. isn't part of your life anymore. So I'm not completely off Facebook and Twitter, but I've deleted the apps from my phone and I feel feel better. Because yeah. what happens is you're continually checking your game pinged or or checking it without even realizing it. And even now I have it off my phone. Like I go to check and I'm like, oh, what am I doing? I haven't had Facebook on my phone for years, I feel like. Yeah. It's been at least a year. I have Twitter on my phone, but it's just so I can tweet jokes. I'm not going out there to get fucking news from motherfuckers. And even then, just like I scroll past the wrong thing and it's like, fuck, why am I on this? Like, it's not, it's, it's dystopian shit. Yeah. Like if it had been in a movie in the eighties, we'd be like, Ooh, if you want, I hope that that everyone happens. carries around this thing and you're addicted to it and you can't stop checking it. Uh, if you need uh, a social media digital fix for your engaging the community, perhaps you should join the Unpops Discord. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to fucking go to a that. park, man. Here, here's my 2019 prediction. Somebody make note of this for when this happens. I think ByteDance out of China is going to be a serious threat for Facebook. What? What the fuck is ByteDance? Uh, they've gone by a couple different names now, and that's what they've switched their name over to. But they're a genuine threat on social media. In it's what just way? Like, it's a lot more fun. There's a lot less politics and like the different filters and video options. And oh, there's less politics with... on China's social network? <laughs> it's, Crazy. It's, it'll get into a whole derailment, but check out ByteDance. Are you allowed to be a Muslim and join it? Um, I don't know. Do you have to go to a vocational training center first? Have you looked into what's happening in China? Fuck those motherfuckers. I'm just I'm just saying what I think could be a viable threat to Facebook. I think we should be a viable threat to Facebook and maybe just give up. Bite not, is it a, a fight worth fighting anymore? Trying to get Facebook and Twitter to be better? Couldn't we just get them to not be? Yeah, I'm also like my girlfriend for Christmas got me an, uh, an Alexa and I'm like, how do I? No, not like a girl. Like the way no. you said it was like, ah. I know what, what you mean, but it's like. I, I don't want to hurt her feelings uh, by being like, oh, you you got this thoughtful gift. Because I said, what the reason she got me that is I'm like, I wish I could like listen to podcasts in bed without like having my phone right next to me. Oh. Like, but my point was I don't want electronics in my bedroom. But <laughs> she, she took it as like, you don't want your phone right next to you. So I got you this so you can just tell it to play your podcasts or whatever. 
And but then I'm like, I have this thing constantly fucking listening. Alexa, record everything I say and send it to the NSA. Yeah. So I got. I mean, the thing with Google when you when you say uh, Google, blah blah blah. Like, if you go deep in your accounts, there's a recording of every time you asked Google something. Like, unless you Alexa does that too. You can pull it up on your Amazon account. It will show you everything you've said to your Alexa. Yeah, it's insane. And I feel like that measure is almost in place. So they can sort of pretend reassure you that it's not just recording everything because they're like those social media networks. We're getting way off track talking about Democrat nominees, by the way, but we'll get to it in a second. But the now like just if social media is bumming you out, use it less. Well, and the well, how we waiting got for slightly G- off topic is is I'm saying like I'm I'm anti smart homes too. Other than security systems, like nah. Yeah, yeah, we're we're doing uh, an episode about five G internet on the conspiracy show, which I mentioned last week also. But it's uh, it's interesting how that's all gonna work. There are just gonna be censors everywhere, and I don't Acclimate mean censorship yourself. censors. I mean just like cell towers every fifteen twenty feet, things like that, but really small ones. I advise anyone listening to acclimate yourself to be less reliant on technology now because one you're not going to have access to technology against your choice it's going to make life really fucking hard so like know how to get around without gps yeah i wrote a fucking backup radio like like if there's an earthquake how many people have a fucking radio that you can listen to the emergency broadcast system you just rely on your cell phone yeah we did an episode of it was also the conspiracy podcast but i wrote an article on unpops a while back too about Things like that, like things that I know doomsday prepping sounds crazy, nah, but not. that doomsday could just be a natural disaster that knocks out or power solar for two weeks. Flare. Yeah, whatever. Do you have water? Do you have like, and most of us don't, but we're getting way, way, way off track now. We're just giving the 2020 Democratic presidential candidates some potential talking points, some platforms to run on. And this is where they're coming for talking points. That's for goddamn sure. And- there is, I read an interesting opinion piece on thehill.com and just one more point on divided Democrats. It's called Divided Democrats Are in Danger, uh, written by Douglas Schoen, who uh, is writing for The Hill. And he brings up one of the things that is causing this division among Democrats is, you know, obviously... Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is a really great example of how a progressive candidate can come in and fucking shake things up. And a lot of people have focused on that as, well, that's what we need to win. Like, And only her, not the other people that are also right. young. And-, and what this, the guy this article brings up is a guy named Connor Lamb who flipped a uh, Congress seat in Pennsylvania who he ran more on, all right, I'm a Democrat, but I'm like a moderate Democrat. And that was enough to flip that seat. But that doesn't drive clicks, and he's not a pretty girl. And that's not to diminish her. I'm just saying no, the no, thing. No, no, no. I don't think it has. I don't think her success or why people like her has anything to do with her being pretty. I think it's because I don't think her of, success, but I think in terms of like Fox News and the way they position her and, and – but and drive not, against. Okay, we're not sorry. talking okay. about Fox okay. News right now. Like, I, my mind's at a different place. Like, Go this ahead. is Democrat nominees. Like, like, what Fox News has to say about them is fucking irrelevant. I, I see think... her more on the cover of FoxNews.com than I do CNN.com every day. <sighs> Stop going to FoxNews.com. I'm curious what this site I think what people find appealing about her is that she's young and she has ideas that are outside the mainstream ideas we've been getting from both parties and she doesn't toe the party line she's willing to vote differently right and we definitely need that on the democrat side but that's only going to whether anyone likes it or not like it's going to alienate a lot of middle of the road democrats or independent even if it doesn't alienate them it's going to not resonate that much to the point where maybe they're the ones who are like "Mm." I'll vote in 2024. It's fine. And that's why, like, this article brings up someone like Connor Lamb, who ran as a moderate Democrat. But Pennsylvania, that like, after he won, they were like, he ran as a conservative. Like, of course he won. And it's like, no, not of course he won, because he's not anti-immigration. He's not 
all of these, you know, crazy platforms that just Republicans... just scare people off that were middle of the road. And I think he appealed to people by taking a little bit of a law and order approach to the opioid crisis, which is a thing that's going to resonate in the middle of America, because that's where it's really, really impacting people. But you have to address that. The fact that there are voters like that who are going to more like they don't want to vote for Trump, but just hearing the word socialism is going to scare a lot of people. And I don't know, it feels like it would be good if there could be like, I've never understood why. I mean, I guess I get why Trump picked Pence, but I don't know. I think Trump should have picked Peter Kersenow as his running mate and just let that dude explain all of his immigration stuff because he's way more eloquent and charming about it than Trump is. And I feel like whoever the Democrats run, they almost need like like that person who can speak to middle America types and be like, look, this isn't. They're saying socialism, and yes, it's socialism, but fucking look up socialism and see what it means. You'll still be voting. It's still a democracy. It's just a more fair way to operate things. Like, all your favorite white countries are socialist countries. Denmark, Norway, all those fucking places. I mean, sometimes very right-wing socialists, but... Shout out Norway. The non-right-wing part. Right. And... I don't know. I just I feel like that's going to be a really tough challenge to overcome is convincing those two elements that they might have to work together. And a quick aside to Trump's running mate choice. I don't think Trump wants somebody that's going to talk much. Um, He wants all eyes on him, regardless of best interest. He would get jealous if Pence was on the front page of CNN instead of him. Oh, yeah, for sure. So let's go through some of the the nominees about Joe Biden. I mean, it seems like an obvious choice, at least, if somebody to run. Yeah, he's got the Obama ties, which is going to that's going to register with people. He's got the experience. Uh, He's respected by both sides of the aisle, at least as much as you can be in the Senate and House. Right. But he is an old white dude, which is whether you like it or not in 2020, that is a factor that does not feel like change for that many people. That plays into it and does not feel like the change we need. And honestly, it probably wouldn't be. It probably would not be. But that's, see, that's the thing. I'm I'm saying, oh, well, people need to compromise. And that probably comes off as me saying, oh, people who want like fucking Medicare for all, they need to figure out how to work with white dudes. No, those white dudes need to figure out how to work with people on who are further to the left yeah. also and be a fucking team in trying to push progressive ideas like that instead of what's probably going to happen in the primaries is Joe Biden will come out and be like, that's socialism, you see? And that'll fucking resonate with some Democrat voters. And then the other side will be like, this is a fucking old white motherfucker. And we'll get one or the other and the Democrats will lose. Like, it's not, we're not going to win in 2020 if we're that divided, but... I also feel like Democrats are great at losing elections, and they could very well find a way to lose that one that way. In Biden's case, he's good at winning elections. So we got that on our side. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I could see Trump running against Biden on, like, you're basically voting for white Obama. And he might even say that by 2020. Who knows? Oh, for, oh, for uh, sure. You don't want Obama back in the office? Because that's what you're getting. Obama's best friend. Well, that's the thing. Like back in, you know, 2016, his ties to Obama were probably a good thing. And fast forward to 2020, I feel like a lot of public opinion has kind of turned on Obama and his ties to Obama might not be such a good thing because I feel like people are sort of I know there was that after period when Trump was elected and everyone was like, oh, God, if we could just have a president like Obama again. But I feel like now people are kind of coming to the realization that Obama was also just sort of an extension of what the government has always been. And I think that's what a lot of the dissatisfaction with Hillary Clinton was, was that she'll just be an extension of what we've all had. And Joe Biden's going to have that stink on him no matter what. And I think the only way to overcome that is for him to be the one who reaches out to that other side of the Democratic Party and is like, let's fucking figure this out. I'll be dead two years into office anyway. I'm old as shit. And Joe Biden also seems like somebody that if he would, if he did, let's jump to he gets elected president, somebody that could take us back in time in a good way 
and that he could reach across the aisle and start facilitating parties working together again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it depends on what we're... Like, that would be nice. That would obviously be nice, and he does have a track record of that. But I feel like... Demo- like moderate Democrats need to start making a little more inroads to the more progressive element of the party that they're right now mostly dismissing as like flavor of yeah, the month young people. type stuff. Like, oh yeah, she of course she won her fucking district in New York. Like, well, yeah, the guy she beat has had 12 t- fucking terms up to that point. So it's not, of course, yeah. like that, that was a surprising win no matter how you... And- that was just the primary. She fucking won uh, the congressional election also. So it's not I, that moderate side of the Democratic Party is treating that progressive side like it's just this flash in the pan when all America really wants is to go back to what we were under Obama when it's really a combination of both. By the way, if you are going to choose to be on Instagram, I highly suggest following her. Her stories and insights and behind the scenes stuff is great. It's just cool to see. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's Joe Biden. Speaking of old white dudes. What about Bernie Sanders? I don't think he's running yet because he hasn't gotten a haircut recently. But if he starts getting a haircut, you watch the fuck out. Yeah, I, I still, I still wish Democrats would have just picked Sanders in 2016. My God, what a fucking horrible idea that was. Like, we can all go back and forth as to whether Sanders would have beat Trump. I think he would have beat Trump. I think even in the electoral college sense, I think Sanders would have won that election because what he was offering people is in a lot of ways mirrored what Trump was offering people. And that's where you get change. It's not only where you get an independent running as a Democrat and then Trump running as a Republican, but it's where you get that element of people who voted for Trump who are like, look, I'm not racist. I just agreed with Trump on trade and things like that. And it's like, yeah, but you also voted for a racist. But a lot of people just sat out the vote because of that. Because, you know, Trump was either saying the things, a lot of the same things Bernie Sanders was, or, you know, just that they didn't want to vote for Hillary Clinton. And they should have just fucking run Sanders. Like, in that way, I, you know, that's what I mean. Democrats have a really, they really have a knack for losing elections and elections that they should win. Like, how did we not fucking beat George Bush in 2004? I get that we were at war, but it was a hugely unpopular war that a lot of people wanted to get out of. How did he even not beat him in 2000? (laughs) I know. And so I get why they didn't run Sanders, because it was a fucking elitist decision that, I don't know. Bernie Sanders isn't going to win in 2020, though. I think he's too... I mean, people will play the old card. People will play the white guy. Does he have the energy? I don't know. Is he necessarily the best senator because he's so busy fucking doing press and writing? Was he written like two books or he's working on a second book or third book? Like, when are you fucking being a senator? Yeah. I mean, I don't give a shit about that. But I just, I feel like his ideas that he ran on in 2016 aren't as radical as they well that's the thing you got kamala harris and other people coming out like supporting things that four years two years ago when bernie brought them out that are like radical and now these people are realizing right. they need to lean into so, and that's like, what they need to do bernie's uh if nothing else like bernie running a couple of years ago has pushed things in the right direction for right. the party but he also at that point in 2016 he was kind of the only option for stuff like that and now there's lots of options if that's a thing you support and i think that's why someone like joe biden if he's going to run he's going to have to embrace that shit and like find a way to bridge that divide where he can be like look i get it i get that i don't necessarily represent the change you want but also i can help you get the change you want and then you know i'll fucking retire after four years who knows but i don't think anyone's gonna throw their support behind joe biden if he doesn't do something like that like he needs to take a bernie sanders type of turn and just be like or have like a bernie sanders type running right but we'll see and uh yeah sanders i don't know i feel like I feel like he's going to end up being more like an Al Gore type who just sort of hangs in the background and like pushes his ideas but doesn't run for office ever again. 
And now there's this stuff coming up about this week about uh like different sexual harassment and complaints that went on during his campaign that he yeah. overlooked. Yeah, that's it's not gonna help anything. That that's gonna be an issue also. And it comes up we might as well where is she at? Jump to Kamala. Kamala Harris. That is a thing like she's one of those before Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, Kamala Harris was kind of that where she was you know, young-er, young-ish, firebrand person of color, very progressive, all of that, all the good things. Great charisma. Yeah, all the good shit, great on Twitter. And then this Me Too scandal comes out where it this, we find out the state of California had to settle a harassment suit that was brought shortly before she left office against one of her top deputies when she was attorney general. It's a $400,000 payout. He was a senior advisor to her until news of the settlement broke. And she was like one of really on the forefront of the Me Too movement. So now this happens and people are like, oh, what the fuck? Sure. Like My understanding, though, and somebody call me out here if I'm wrong, is that she truly didn't know about it and that that uh, person under her once he got wind that it was about to break. Like, he resigned immediately. She didn't have to go to him or anything. Right. He was like, well, I did this thing. I'm sorry I didn't Yeah, it's, tell it's you. always a question, though, of did she know about it? Because I, I feel like if you're the attorney general and the state of California pays out a $400,000 settlement on behalf of one of your employees, we're going to let you know. Like, like no... I, I can't I can't imagine that being a decision that didn't go through her in some respect. And that like does is that reason to derail her chances of being president? That's I feel like another argument the left sort of has to figure out on their own. Like it it yeah. you know, is, is it's that... a very black and white issue, but it should be uh shades of gray in certain respect. Right. But uh yeah, I mean she's obviously a potential candidate. I just I don't know if that is going to be the thing that brings her down. What about Beto O'Rourke? I mean, he almost won in Texas, so if you can almost win in Texas, I feel like you're going to do pretty good. Yeah. I know multiple people in Los Angeles that I'm friends with that took off time from work and spent their whole money to fly down to Texas and put themselves up to volunteer and go door to door. And yeah. to me, that's powerful. Yeah, and he's he almost, to me, seems like a young Bernie Sanders type where he's got, like, Sanders sort of ideals, but also in a package that doesn't look like a Seinfeld character. <laughs> and I think that, that resonates with people. He's also, he's a congressman from El Paso. Is that where he, did he serve El Paso? I because El Paso is low-key one of the best places to live in the United States. It's, like, got a crazy low crime rate, even though it's right on the fucking border with... Yeah, I spent some time in El Paso yeah. in October. So like, I got Vanessa or salsa. I don't know if you saw that. Oh yes, show. I did see that. Yeah, Bo and everything to the brought that to the the live show, and you didn't even get to try any. It's really good salsa. Substitute salsa. Oh Never come on. Know. Uh, so yeah, he Beto O'Rourke. He got all these headlines after his campaign against Ted Cruz. He almost won, just barely lost to Ted Cruz. Uh, shattered fundraising records in what officially became the most expensive Senate contest ever. $38 million in the third quarter, but rejected corporate and labor political action committee dollars. Yeah, and that's another thing that, you know, you kind of taken from Sanders. Sanders raised an insane amount of money, but it wasn't big donors. It was just everybody chipping in five, 10, 20 bucks, whatever. Yeah. I don't, when it says corporate and labor, does that mean labor unions? Because I would assume so, but I can't safely say that. I feel like that's an issue that doesn't come up and i feel like bring if back a, unions if a that... candidate really ran on a staunch bring back labor unions campaign they'd probably get fucking assassinated because that's really what broke this country is when we started breaking up labor unions there was a point in american history where the ceo of a corporation knew that his employees were the people that he needed to treat the best and take Not care the stakeholders. of the most. Or the stockholders. Yeah. And once all of... Shareholders, that's right. Thing. Once it switched focus to shareholders, like America took to it so well. Like now... That's why CEOs, like, salaries go through the roof while the, the worker's salary barely goes up. Like, it's crazy. Right. And how many times have people on the left or the right, when you say, you know, maybe we should make iPhones here in America. They're like, well, then the, they have shareholders to think about and they're just going to pass those prices on to you. It's like, 
Maybe that's part of the problem. Yeah. Maybe shareholders and corporations are part of the, the thing problem. about labor unions is there are so so much organized crime involved with them, and that they're like yeah, so not like, with corporations of, though. At least it's organized crime that benefits the people. Yeah, and but that that's why it was easy. That was part of uh, taking labor unions down. Is you could be like, oh, it's run by the mob, whatever, and you know you fucking break them up. Right. So yeah, someone should run on a. Bring back labor unions. And hire the mob to protect them from being assassinated. Right. The mob's still stronger than people like to give a credit for. Various mobs are stronger than people like to give them credit for. Yeah, of course. But also, we got to do something, man. We need more labor unions. But uh, this is a quote from Rahm Emanuel. You don't promote a loser to the top of the party. And that's what I mean. That's, that is the established Democrats just kind of writing off these younger progressive types. Like, oh, he lost. He barely lost in Texas. But he barely lost to Ted Cruz. (laughs) Right, but Ted Cruz is still popular in Texas. And, you know, there was a record turnout when during that election. Like, the Republicans just also did a good job of getting people out to vote for Ted Cruz. And, you know, he came closer than any Texas... Democrat has come to winning a statewide race in like well over a decade, a long, long time, in a generation even. So there's there's some momentum there that I think could be embraced. How about Amy Klobuchar? Is that how you say her name? Probably. I doubt it's like Klobucker or whatever you want to say. Is she the senator that took over for Al Franken or she was the other senator? I don't remember, but she... Uh, Oh, no, probably not, because she just won a third term. Okay. So she's, it's unlikely she was that the she, senior senator and, right. and, and Franklin uh, was the senior senator. She's a Minnesota senator, state's first woman senator, and she, I feel like, would probably be a good option if Democrats want to run a progressive ticket. For one thing, just fuck it, all women. Like, don't even run a dude. And this is, she is someone who I think has that potential to be able to explain these more radical policies to people in the Midwest because she's from the Midwest. She represents Minnesota, which is a very conservative state, except for like Minneapolis. It's kind of like New York, where the rest of the state is pretty conservative, but then you have New York City, which, which is, is such a large percentage very, of the population. Even the very same with California. Like California gets labeled as like a liberal state. It has very dense populations. I know a comedian people. who does a bit about this yeah, on stage. Pitching to you. <laughs> I can't do it ball. here. What if I'm on late night TV someday? And I Man, you love going to certain things. <laughs> but she won her third term with 60% of the vote. So she's very popular. And I, I feel like she would be a good choice for a, a joint ticket with you know someone possibly a little more progressive that you know might be that that face that that element of the democratic party wants and then she's on the backup drug free so put the crack up marky mark line (laughs) and she can you know when you're touring the midwest she can be the one that steps out the back of the train and says socialism's not bad maybe and i had not really even heard her name that much before i researched this but just by coincidence i had uh cnn on and they ran they they had a poll about what names were trending better or worse in terms of being front runners for that people would actually vote for she was the top of the poll like she she had like the most support uh, to the point that i think biden was like down at the bottom in red like so she's got some momentum behind her and it's probably because she's not going to call the midwest flyover states on twitter and shit like that like that you need that i know it sounds like pandering but it's not because that is still a constituency that needs to be represented and if they're willing to be represented by a more progressive candidate on the grounds that amy klobuchar is their running mate and they feel comfortable with her then fuck it so be it as a quick aside, speaking of Minnesota senators, if Al Franken didn't have that scandal or that photo come out, you know, I honestly think he would have been a strong uh, candidate going against Trump. Yeah, probably. We'll never know. So, Sherrod Brown, who I had never seen a picture of this man until 
we researched this article. This is a quote from Kiplinger. They have Kiplinger.com runs kind of a, you know how some websites just have that constantly evolving article about what's coming out on Netflix this month? Yeah. And they just update it every month and run it as a sponsored ad. Kiplinger does that with presidential candidates. So they have sort of a running article that you can find on their site that talks about all of these different Democrat candidates. This is a quote about Sherrod Brown or Sherrod Brown. Many Democratic operatives believe the road to the White House in 2020 runs through the Midwest. They look at Clinton's surprise losses in Michigan and Wisconsin, which historically vote Democratic in presidential elections, and her ability to win swing states. Inability. or Inability, yeah. To win swing states such as Ohio or Pennsylvania and believe their nominee must come from the heartland if they are to defeat Trump. And I, I don't know. I feel like it's... I don't think but, somebody has to be born in the Midwest. I think you just have to appeal to them. Right. And I think it needs to, they need to come up with a ticket that appeals to both sides. And I don't know, maybe this guy is an option, but like he's, he's almost like to me, a lesser qualified Joe Biden. He's just a traditional liberal Democrat. He's 66 years old. Uh, he said he's not interested in running, but he might could maybe be talked into it. Pro-labor, anti-free trade. That's going to resonate with the Bernie Sanders types. So that's something working in his advantage. Been in Washington since 1993. That's not going to work in his advantage. Yeah, not if you're draining the swamp. Right. How many of these do we have left? We might not get to all 10. There's actually 13 in the article and then a bunch more after that. So go maybe out we and We can read just it. talk about them a little more briefly. Yeah. Well, we already talked about Kamala Harris. And I feel like we talked about some of the, the more likely ones already. Yeah. What about Cory Booker? <sighs> I know. I know. He's a, he's I feel a, like I'm supposed to get excited by him, and then I just... I, I, it feels like Obama 2.0, but not even 2.0, like, a, like a Obama 0.8. Yeah, and that feels like a, oh, why, why compare him to Obama? Because he's black? No, because when he won his first mayoral race in 2006... People immediately were like, that's the new Obama because he's a progressive guy with progressive ideals. And it felt like the world was changing at that mm-hmm. point. And we had elected a black president and it was like, maybe we'll have three or four black presidents. Let's fucking do this. And instead we went a different way. But like comparisons to- We o- went orange. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like comparisons to Obama were going to be inevitable because they were both young they both started out in politics in sort of the same way, and he just seemed like a fresh voice that was that was coming uh, that that would rise the ranks in the Democratic Party, and it does sort of feel like that's kind of not so much anymore. Yeah. Like I, I feel like he's got kind of an establishment. He's not a bad candidate to him. He's, yeah, like I can't say anything bad about him. He just doesn't strike me as a standout candidate. I'd vote for him. If it came down to him and Trump, sure. I'm absolutely voting for Cory Booker. But I don't know if he's the best, can- or maybe he is. Like maybe that's as I. As- I don't feel like I know enough about him to be honest. I feel like he's maybe as establishment as we want to get with the Democratic nominee. I feel like he's held people's uh, feet to the fire during various Senate hearings. Right, but is he? Where does he stand on the issues that progressive types want addressed? I feel like if he took a little more progressive of a turn and ran with the right running mate, it could be a decent ticket. I mean, I wouldn't not vote for Cory Booker. I just, everything I know about him is like internet stories and like, oh, he fucking rescued a dog once. It's like, all right, but. Yeah, or like he, he to prove a point about food stamps, like lived on $30 a week or some shit. That was cool. Like, that's all right. But uh, yeah, he hasn't said he's officially running. He's a smart guy, Rhodes Scholar. Uh, but, but also, also a former Stanford football player, so he's got so brain damage. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know about Cory Booker. I feel like he wouldn't be the worst choice. I almost want to pick my Demo- uh, <laughs> Democrat candidate based on who has the name that would be hardest for Trump to come up with a dumb nickname for. Yeah, Cory Booker. Yeah, that's a tough one. Because what rhymes with Booker? Looker? Cooker? That guy's all pretty and shit. Cooker? He makes a good pasta. <laughs> uh hooker oh oh i touch him by the pussy. he's a prostitute of the democratic party and the global elites more like cory hooker yeah it's not bad but yeah he's actually the more i think about it 
probably not the worst choice. He's not a bad candidate. He's just not standing out for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. And there's, uh, there, I'm sure there's things about him. I need to be better informed. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there's things about him I don't know. But also, he hasn't said he's running yet. So either way. Elizabeth Warren. Uh, it's just, it's not the candidate you want to run against Trump because she's, she's kind of like Hillary 2.0 and just like, The way people hate Hillary, they hate her. And I'm not saying that's fair. It's not fair. That shouldn't have to be, that should be something that you hold against somebody. But it's just, it's the reality of the situation, man. Yeah, kind of. Uh, I don't know. Like, I I wish she hadn't done that DNA test. Stay away from the whole fucking thing. That was fucking. not helping you. Absurd. Like, no one needed that shit. And I think it came off kind of racist and insensitive, and people didn't fucking like also, it. Also, like, you're trying to prove Trump right or wrong on an insane thing. Don't take the bait. She, I feel like she took the bait. It, she took the bait, and it's the same thing as with Hillary Clinton, where when she ran in 2016, there were plenty of voters, especially black voters, who were like, hey, remember you called black people super predators back in the 90s? And we were all like, come on, get over it. You don't want to vote for a racist, do you? And they're like, no, we don't want to ro- vote for a racist, so we're not going to vote for Hillary Clinton. Like, I, that's a hard thing to get over, because at that point, I, I can't, as a white dude, be like, come on, relax. And Trump gets away with calling her Pocahontas. And was, I'm, right. sure, I'm sure his fucking supporters will show up to MAGA rallies and fucking Indian headdresses. I mean, the left shows up to Coachella in Indian headdresses, so it's probably... <laughs> Not that much different, but yeah, she really needs to like figure a way to ride out this DNA test controversy because it, I mean, who am I to say whether it's a thing that should destroy her or not? All the, like, it's not like for people who would, are angry about this and it was, I mean, it's a thing to be angry about, obviously. It was very- It's also a huge fucking distraction. It's a huge distraction. And who am I to say, well, get over it because trump's running you know like I it's not her, my place anymore i could see her as a great running mate for biden oh having, no. no two like 70 year olds running but on she's the same like ticket? more progressive and more vocal whereas biden's more like cool and play it all. but you could get someone who might not die in office okay. the day after you die in office like i don't i don't think two old white people in any configuration male female male male Woman on woman. <laughs> I don't think any of that is what Why you call her Democrats white person? Didn't you see her DNA results? need right now. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, I know it sucks that gaffes can still take down a Democrat, but not really a Republican. But that's the fucking world we live in. Yep. And I don't, I don't know how she's going to live that shit down. In the event she was the presidential nominee, I would vote for her. But I don't see that being the case. Well, that's the thing. I'm going to... V- I'm not going to vote for Trump, and I'm not, not going to vote third party either. No, I'm not going to vote in a way that benefits Trump. Like, to me, that's kind of the most important thing, is making sure not just Trump, but that side and those ideals don't remain in power in this country for years and years and years, because Republicans, like, they've drawn up the fucking districts and electoral colleges and the the way it works, the Republicans are going to be hard to unseat. And here's the thing. It's one thing to ask RBG to hang on for two more years. To ask her to hang on for six more years, sorry, man, where the Supreme Court is going hella conservative for yeah. years, if not decades to come. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's going to be an issue for sure. Who else is on? Eric Garcetti. Yeah, Eric Garcetti, he's the mayor of Los Angeles. I don't fucking trust anything that comes out of Los Angeles. Like, if a, someone from the LAPD was running for president, nope. No thanks. He's a Mexican-Italian Jew. So Mexican and Italian and Jew walk into a bar. Walk into a bar and come out the Democratic nominee for president. I just, I don't know. The LA mayor thing, I don't like. Like, I don't... If there's anybody to come out of California to run for president, it should... Well... Besides Kamala, it would be uh, Gavin Newsom. He's not on the list because I didn't add him. But yeah, there's some good things about him. Yeah, Gavin Newsom. Like he's, I feel like between he and Garcetti, at least new because there is going to be the the whole I don't want to vote for a white man as president. And 
that's an easy thing to like get kind of reactionary over and be like, let's reverse racism. Look, man, we have spent untold numbers of years in this country with a big portion of the population being like, I don't want to vote for a black person or I don't want to vote for a woman. Sorry, fucking (laughs) times have changed and maybe a white man cannot win the fucking presidency in 2020. Worst developments have happened in the world. And if that means it comes down to Gavin Newsom and Eric Garcetti and Eric Garcetti gets it, I get it. But yeah, I just don't, I don't know enough about either of them to be super confident in their chances to beat Trump. Also, LA has enough problems. I feel like you could target like just so many things to be like, what about this? What about this? The whole country is going to become homeless, you know? Right, right. There's just so many easy ways to frame LA issues. And uh, yeah, who knows? And then there's Michael Bloomberg. He's not going to fucking win. I'm the a Republican. Presidency. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. Yeah. I'm a Democrat. I'm a whatever I need to be to fucking. Yeah. yeah. We would never elect someone like that. <laughs> <laughs> Kill me. All right. So those are some of the people running for the, who might run for the Democratic nomination. Who do you who? So two questions. Of the people we cover today, and there, if there was a primary election today, one, who would you vote for now? And then, separate of that, realistically, off of this list, who do you think will end up being the front one? I My ideal ticket, I think, would be, mm, I don't know. I, I feel like Amy Klobuchar needs to be on the ticket. I think she will, you'll still get an element that'll be like, I don't want to vote for What a about woman. a Biden-Klobuchar ticket? Maybe, but Biden just seems like that's too... I would, I would, God, this is hard. A Cory Booker, Amy Klobuchar ticket or an Amy Klobuchar, Cory Booker ticket because she has significantly more experience as a politician and also doesn't seem like a piece of shit. And if we're going to give another go at electing a woman, I think she's got a good shot. Kamala Harris too, but that like, it depends on how, how hard people are going to go at that me too She thing. would get my vote right now i don't know if she'll end there's, there's always scandals or whatever the fuck that could come up that just throw everything right yeah to shit i don't know kamala harris amy klobuchar i could i could deal with that i feel like progressives would probably maybe get behind that i don't I, know i don't see elizabeth being the candidate no and the fact that she's announced so early just gives more time to get ammunition yeah i don't see it being elizabeth warren and I don't know. I feel like Joe Biden, as weird as it sounds, is just a risky choice right now because I feel like you will get that uh, th- the same element you got that didn't feel great about Hillary Clinton because Joe Biden was VP when Hillary Clinton was doing all the shit people hate her for under the Obama administration. He was the vice president, so he was there, too. So he's going to have some of that stigma on him. And I don't know. I just I feel like. In 2020, running a 70-year-old white dude as the Democratic nominee will be the Democrats shooting themselves in the foot. There are, I need to know more about all the various candidates who are younger and more progressive. I I feel like there needs to be a way for them to like kind of meet in the middle when it comes to their ticket. And I feel like, I don't know, I really like Amy Klobuchar. I'm probably pronouncing her name wrong, but... Good old Midwest Adam going for the Midwest. Well, that's the thing. I grew up in the Midwest, so I I know it's such a fun thing on the two coasts for people to be like, hmm, the flyover states. That's why the Midwest fucking hates you and voted for Trump. You need to sort of get over that idea. Hurricanes and earthquakes. Right, but not tornadoes. Yeah. Still a lot of that. And deadly, deadly cold and snow. But, uh, yeah. Who do you got? Who you got? I'd probably vote for Harris. I mean, I'd vote for Harris right now. Realistically, I don't know, man. I think Biden could still pull it, whether you like it or not. Is a different story. Biden, maybe Bernie still could. I, 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 but I think you make a very good point. The things that only he was running on, like now a bunch of people, like that pulls away the yeah, and he'll the, still have the old white dude element. Yeah, when you could just as easily go with someone like Kamala Harris, who is pushing some of those same progressive ideals, but well, isn't. Like, like you said, we should have just voted Bernie two years ago. What the fuck? What the fuck, America? Well, here we are. I think we should just not have a president anymore. Let's just fucking wing it for a few years. 
Okay. What do you say? Uh, what do you say, I was, America? I was trying to come up with a reason against that, and then I couldn't. <laughs> I really... I yeah, like... does our country need a CEO? That's basically all he is. Fuck that. Let's just, uh, eh, let's just abstain for a few decades. We'll just rule ourselves. One thing that I don't think is talked about, like, you could run an entire presidency on global warming. Like, it is. We're getting to irreversible shit. Like, there needs to be some drastic changes, motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Old people don't care because they're going to be fucking dead. Right. But this extreme weather is... Yeah, and it's not a thing that's coming up a whole lot. Also, it's global warming, not but climate the, change. When the, you watch the movie Vice, you learn where fucking climate change came from. It's fucking global warming, and they just figured out a way to... No, we call it this, then people are... Yeah. All right. So Same that's... with the estate tax. They call it a death tax. Oh, some people don't want to be taxed on death, but an estate tax, motherfuckers. So that's our episode. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? January 26th, Hollywood Hotel Unpops stand-up show. We are booking comics for that currently. Check our Twitter for more details. Come out to that. It's free, 9 p.m. It's a damn good time. The last show was amazing. This one will be too. Chat, what do you got to plug? Um, if Kevin ever releases the fucking episode, uh, I, I am on a bleak and review with Caitlin Cutt. That's right, the dream team. Chet and Caitlin, it's only happened once before. Will it happen a second time? Will Kevin release it? Crazy, he never released our episode, yet we are the second most listened to episode of last year. Weird. Imagine if he released it, how high we would have been on that list. Yeah, that would have been crazy. And I think that's it. Let's get the fuck out of here. Chet, say adios. Why has it got to be Mexican? (laughs) (laughs) I know what I said. I know what I said. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. What? No, let me clarify. So people...